Welcome to another episode of the Hot Hot Hoops Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Inferno, joined as always by my co-host, Matt Hannafin, and the Miami Heat are finals bound, baby. They're going back! They're going back! Burn the boats, baby! They are going back. Six NBA Finals appearance in 13 seasons for one Eric Spolstra. The seventh NBA Finals appearance in franchise history. They're going back, dude. 103-84 in Boston. Jimmy Butler, 28 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. Caleb Martin, 26 points, 10 rebounds, 11 to 16 shooting, 4 of 6 from deep. I'm sorry I cut you off, man. They're going back. They're going they're back. Going. Second in four dude. years, they're going back. Let's go. Let's to go. To the listeners of the pod. Positive vibes only, dude. Let's go. Did you have the guts? Because we had the guts. Or I had I, I, I can't say the same for myself, but... No, you didn't really have the guts, I'm an idiot. I'm stupid. <laughs> There's a reason why I'm the dumbest person on this podcast every single time I log on. Because guess what? I just had the Celtics lose, or I had the Celtics winning this game. You can check it out in the post. I had it on record. I was saying it'd be competitive. It turns out it was neither competitive for most of it or the or the Celtics winning. Because guess what? The Miami Heat 19-balled the Boston Celtics. In Boston, in front of their fans, in front of Bill Simmons, in front of all those Boston guys, in front of Rajon Rondo, in front of Paul Pierce, in front of everyone. Let's go. Miami Heat are going back. I'm sorry I'm being too irrationally excited, but I don't really consider this irrational, baby. Let's go. When did you know the Heat were going to win? Because I'll tell you what I knew. When D. Wade uh, posted on Insta that he was watching the game with the 2012 Larry O.B., that's when I knew the magic was still in the air. I was much earlier than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let's talk about one thing. We uh, Matt says it every podcast, and I try to reiterate it as much as possible, but it's a make-or-miss league. And Miami shooting 53.8% from three. Well, on non-garbage time. On non-garbage time. Thank you very much. 40, 14 of 28 in total. Boston shot 9 to 42 from deep. I don't know what cleaning the glass has. 39% overall. 20, 22%. 22%. All right. So that's roughly the same percentage. It's 21.4 for my math guys out there for 9 to 42. Still not good. I think they missed. How many did they miss to begin the game? Like, was it like 10 straight or something like that? Yeah. They had. Was they, they didn't make a three until Al Horford made one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, when Miami comes out, Again, it's a game seven. It's a little like a bit of a flustering. Like the nerves are high. Teams are playing like the the energy is like they're they're playing tight. And so you could tell like those first few possessions from Miami, like they're not getting good shots. Neither was Boston really, but Miami especially was not getting good shots. The game changed immediately too. And, you know, you're going to hear it all over in the media tomorrow about when Jason Tatum rolled his ankle. The game and yeah, at, that did, the yeah you're right you're right yeah. i mean i hope that excuse doesn't get like completely blown out of proportion i mean yeah he didn't look the same like he finished with it, 14 it points will. five of 13 i know it will but like at the same time like jimmy's been dealing with the bad ankle for like a month dude like, um, and, and gabe as well and then <laughs> gabe yeah gabe as well kyle, kyle i mean we can talk about kyle a little bit Kyle was awesome tonight just for like yes, comparatively to games three through six. He was like he made some very, very good decisions tonight, Kyle Lowry. Right. Like it, it, that's exactly what you need from Kyle Lowry when especially just given what he did the lap the previous three or four games. Like again, 
what was his final? Seven points, seven rebounds, five assists. When he when he hit that, when he took and hit that pull up three in the first, I want to say it was like the end of the first quarter or early in the second. Like you knew from that point, or at least I knew from that point. Like, okay, we're getting a better Kyle game. Um, oh, yeah. and then he, you know how many times? Turn, in course, in natural fashion, he turns it over like a possession or two later. I think Jalen gets a fast break finish, and it's just like, well. You know how many times I yelled at the heart of a champion tonight? How many? Oh, quite a few. Every time Kyle had the ball, he's pretty much heart of a champion. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, there's a couple of players I want to talk about. Um, but first, let's talk about your boy, who, in my opinion, is the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. As much as I love Jimmy Butler, because he is one of my favorite players, Caleb Martin was the difference maker tonight. Because Caleb LeBron James Martin um, was just was just spectacular. And he Caleb has- Michael Jordan Martin. Yeah. Some, some might call him. <laughs> uh, no, Caleb was, Caleb was phenomenal. Like every, it felt like every single time a shot was going up, he was making it. And that's pretty much what it was for the most part. I mean, again, 26 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, one steal, 11 of 16 shooting, four, six from deep. He hits that. He hits those kind of crazy baseline shots towards the end of the third in, in, in the third quarter. And then of course knocks down that three uh I think to begin the fourth. Like that kind His of three point three. spectacular. And it's just like great. he's been he was so good all series. I'm, I'm trying to pull up his final stats from the series. Uh, uh so you can you can talk here for a little bit. But no, he I was mean, he was sensational. For you, if you want. No, I want to say all right, I got it. I got it. Or this this is from Clutch Points. Shout out to them. But nineteen point three points, six point four rebounds, fits sixty percent shooting, forty nine from deep this series. And, I, and again, I I, I kind of nailed it on the head. Uh, not to give credit to myself. I mean, <laughs> how often do I give credit to myself? Which is like hardly ever. Really? But like again, when we did our roundtable this morning, check that out on the website, hoops dot com. Yeah, check out check out the round table because it makes me look like a freaking genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. No, but I I said when I when we the, the last question that I had on there was uh if Miami wins, who's your Eastern Conference Finals MVP? And I was like, my vote would go to Caleb, but I don't think even depending on how the final game how the final game goes, I don't think the voters would have like the guts in all intents and purposes to to vote against Jimmy. I know Ethan Skolnick reported to five reasons after game six that he was talking to a couple of voters. I think one of them he mentioned today was Tim Bontemps, but uh, would vote for Caleb if like the series ended today or like yeah, would vote yeah. not ended today, but ended after game six. Like they Tim would consider did voting. Vote. I, I saw the votes too. He did vote for Caleb. He did. Yeah. What, so wait, so who voted for Jimmy and who voted for Caleb? Uh, Ira like, voted for Jimmy. Um, let me uh, let me let me find it. Yeah. Okay, but like, I think I, I I even had a tweet like towards the end of the game. Oh no, like, I'm sorry. Tim Von Temps, Tim Von Temps, Jimmy Butler, Doris Burke, Jimmy Butler. Reggie well, okay, Miller, so was it? I thought he said Tim, Tim Von Temps. Maybe I'm misinterpreting that. But Tim Reynolds, Caleb Martin, uh, Ben Rohrbach, Jimmy, John Schumann, Caleb, Joe Varley. Maybe it was Reynolds then. Maybe it was Caleb. Reynolds. I don't remember who exactly it was, but I want to say. I want to say uh, Ethan said it, he it, it was uh, like they would consider voting for Caleb. I don't think it was like conclusive like they would have, but um, regardless, 
I would have voted for Caleb. Uh, again, that's a little bit of a biased perspective, but I think Caleb was consistently Miami's best player in this series. Uh, and I don't think that's a crazy thing to say, right? Even after Jimmy put up 28, 7, and 6 with three steals tonight, he looked good. He looked much better than he did in games four through six, but I don't think it's crazy to say that Caleb Martin could have gotten the MVP. Um, or I don't think it's crazy to say that he was consistently their best player throughout the series. Cause it felt like every time he, they, I mean, not, it wasn't tonight, for example, but like, it felt like every time Miami was in a hole this series, Caleb was the, one of the biggest factors of digging him out of that hole. Like if they were in like some sort of deficit, like I know in games one and two, and then uh, I want to say maybe I, I want to, especially games one and two, he was like the biggest reason why they were digging like, yeah. out of those double digit deficits. Cause he was, he like, he was so decisive throughout the series. Like he, it wasn't like where Jimmy was like, kind of like kind of fighting in between should I shoot it? Should I pump fake it? Should I pass out? Well, like, um, Caleb, every single time he got the ball was like, okay, if you're hard, if you're giving me a hard closeout, I'm ripping through and I'm getting to the bucket. And like, he had counters too. Like it, he was Euro steps, whatever it is. But like, usually he was getting a straight line drive and he was decisive with it. But like, even when he wasn't, he was still moving well off the ball, creating open looks for himself, like running off of like a screen or like just finding open space and then knocking down those, spot up shots when he was getting them but I just think Caleb throughout the series and it was also like the thing that wasn't talked about was one his rebounding again he finished with 10 rebounds tonight after finishing with 15 in game six and he was defending Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown especially sometimes in zone sometimes in man but he was still defending their best players throughout a portion of this series while also being Miami's most consistent offensive player like that can't go ignored and I think that's Again, one of the reasons why I would have given them the MVP, and I know I think you said you you, you would have given them the MVP too if that Absolutely. were the case. I Again, I don't think they I don't think the voters would have done it, but I still think he, there's like merit to it. But that's just my case. But to each their own, I guess. I mean, again, Miami won, so I couldn't give less of a you know what who won the Eastern Conference MVP. But like, if I were to have that vote, I would have given it to Kim. No, um, yeah, I would too. Uh, Caleb showed great poise. He was never intimidated. Uh, he was on the biggest stage tonight of his career, uh, playing the biggest minutes of his career, and he did not falter at all. Um, dude is an absolute killer. He showed that tonight, and uh, man, like, what, what, what can I, what can I say? Except I was just impressed, and I very much yelled every time he, uh, he sunk a three. So I apologize to my buddy's neighbors because I watched that at his place. Um, but also, sorry, not sorry, go heat. Um, I want to also talk about Bam because I think uh, I think his um, his inability to score tonight will shadow the fact that he was an amazing defensive presence tonight. Right, right. That I had a tweet earlier in the game where it's like kind of like the smalls you're killing me smalls like kind of like the, from that Sandlot. Like I was like Bam, you're shot making like. It was after he missed that like wide open. I mean, not it wasn't like a wide wide open, but he missed that jump hook. And then I think Jalen, I th- maybe it was either Jalen. No, it was, I think it was Derek White. One of the two got a bucket to cut it to eight. 
And I'm like, bam, like that's such a that's such a brutal four point swing. And I'm like, bam, your shot making is like killing me, dog. Like he was really good defensively tonight. And so again, I I don't disagree that that's gonna shadow it. Uh that's typically what's happened over these playoff games with Bam is like the fans and like everyone else will sometimes kind of not look at his defense, what he's done defensively and just look at like, Hey, what was he shooting? What was his efficiency? Like how many points did he score? And that's just not always the Bam out of bio experience. And you and I have talked about that at plenty, Uh, but no, you're right. He was phenomenal defensively. And I don't think that could be ignored. At least he did finish with 12 points, four of 10 shooting. But like, again, I don't think, I don't think like if you go back and watch the tape of him defensively, and I'll probably put something on Twitter later about it. Once I watch film after this, which I don't think, I think I will, I, I just won't sleep. Uh, but he was very good defensively, in my opinion. Get some sleep, man. The film will still be there tomorrow. No, <laughs> we would just, the Miami Heat just clinched a, an NBA Finals appearance after almost yeah. blowing a three zero lead. And buddy, you, would you've I likely what? Like Matt, you are so young, but you've likely aged five years in the last week. So like you can you can get some rest and watch. No, I'm now um, almost like thirty. To... On record. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, no, I am. Um, but anyway. Um, well, I mean, I'm 23 now. I just turned 23 in March. So I probably yeah, should have yeah, said that. Not, I don't. I don't want anyone to know what my birthday is. I'm not a birthday guy. That's another thing about me. I'm just not. A, I'm not a. When it comes to like my own birthday, I just don't celebrate it. People people like to celebrate it. But I, I I don't at all celebrate my own yeah, birthday. Yeah, I don't watch movies. I don't celebrate my own birthday. I just live a hollow life, Brandon. I think we're now coming to that realization on this podcast. Uh, but here's your here's your gift, man. A final appearance. Um, the most important story coming out of this story uh, story out of this game is that Kevin Love has reached the finals every time he's been in the playoffs, and uh, I think um, <laughs> I think I forgot about that. I think. The trade, sorry, the buyout and uh, and sign um, was the best move that the Heat made. <laughs> so remember when we had the pod where we were complaining about the Heat not making moves at trade deadline? They did. They got the magic Kevin Love. I don't want to talk. I'm just kidding. Do I take um, my medicine for the veteran leadership? I mean, yeah, you have to. <laughs> you have to. The guy, the guy, the guy, the guy is pure vibes on the bench. Listen, not, he's a great locker room guy, and I would re-sign him for that alone if we're losing UD. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Whatever, Love, man. finals MVP. Colin. <laughs> Kevin Love is the reason we're in finals. Um, I'm seeing some nice uh I'm seeing some nice reactions um on Twitter. There's the picture of Jimmy dunking and then like hanging on the rim, and I see it did um you know a dejected Paul Pierce and Ray John Rondo um watching it happen. Uh, which which makes me smile. Um, feed and then, me uh, the culture. Feed me, yeah, feed I mean, me all of it. There's the Bill the Bill Simmons um, dead dead face, and I like honestly I love Bill Simmons because he's such a homer, and I love the ringer. Um, but but man, that's just funny. And then uh, Dave Portnoy just looking just so so upset, and that inject that into my veins. Um, also. Um, and I, I think we're going to, we're going to um, have to make this an explicit, but um, the possibility of Boston fans for the next how many years just saying uh, Jimmy fucking Butler, um, it just it just makes me feel fantastic. Um, and you know, like man, Boston sports fans are fantastic. I went to school with with many of them, um, most most Patriots fans. 
Um, and you know, they are diehard for their team. So um, it's nice to nice to get a little revenge for last year because I certainly heard enough from the Boston fans about that Jimmy missed shot. So he Jimmy promised he'd get it done in the same situation. <laughs> we should have believed them. No, yeah. I mean, what do you th- what would you like? What do you think? How different would this pod be if Miami lost this game? <laughs> We'd be potting tomorrow. <laughs> but, okay, but like I'm just saying. Okay, all right, fair enough, fair question, like fair answer. But like seriously, what? <laughs> There's another thing that Jimmy Butler said this year, um, and he said when the Heat were in. It's a losing streak. It doesn't matter. We're still going to win the championship. So, like, I don't know. That's one promise kept. So keep the other, Jimmy. Fair. Fair. But, I'd like, dude, I was worried. I mean, obviously, all Heat fans were worried heading into this game about, like, like this could be legacy-defining for this team. Like, even I talked about it last pod. Like, if they lose, if they blow a 3-0 lead and, like, fully blow it, like there's there it's going to be endless ruthless you know what and that wouldn't have been good obviously no done no shit but it's just like like what like you just can't help but think of the alternate like what i mean i don't want to but i'm just like just for like like for pod fodder like what? How different would this podcast be if Miami loses this game? Their season's over. They blow a three-zero lead. Boston wins by however many at home. Like I don't even want to think about it. Miami just won the Eastern Conference. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Don't because it didn't happen. Um, uh, I'd say there's some uh, there's some good old heat hate going on right now. On the old Twitter, spill it screen. to me. Spill it to me. Oh, uh, Lakers blog got him, coach. Uh, it just posted um, the Shannon Brown era um, uh, Lakers winning the conference finals. It's like how the how the Heat celebrated conference title versus how the Lakers celebrated conference title. And I just wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy, so um, I looked up the Lakers in uh, twenty twenty celebrating their conference finals the same way the Heat are celebrating right now. So I don't want to hear it, got him, coach. You're wrong. <laughs> oh man that's good i've um, seen i've seen a couple more so this oh, is what i didn't understand about the boston unfinished shirts is because so like it's unfinished and then the is was highlighted so like boston is finished oh i didn't even realize that like i didn't even realize that let me look that up they, did they wear them? Or? Uh, yeah, they wore them at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> good point. So I feel like I just didn't see many of them. I wasn't really paying attention to that stuff, though. But I can find it. Uh, it doesn't matter. No one can see. No one can see it. We're we're, we're doing it. This is audio only. No. Uh, just a couple other things I want to mention. Miami did shoot 49%. Boston shot uh, 39%. I don't think we would have predicted that. 
heading into heading into game seven. I mean, Miami shooting Miami shot the ball better this series, but at the same time, like it just after what we saw in game five, I expect Boston to shoot better than 39%. Jalen oh. Brown, eight of twenty-three. Uh Al Horford three of eight. Marcus Smart four of ten. Derek White five of twelve. Obviously Tatum five of thirteen. Not great. Robert well, Williams is their only player that shot above forty-five percent. Matt, how can you score um, when Haywood Highsmith is putting on the clamps? Oh, well, I, I was gonna get to him. I was gonna get to him, but like, no, like he was the only one that shot above forty-two percent, forty-three percent, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, on a minimum five attempts. Uh, Jalen Brown also had eight turnovers. Was one of nine from deep. They showed they flashed that statistic in the fourth quarter that Jalen had eight turnovers in Miami as a team at that point had seven. Like that's nuts. Yeah. Um, and I didn't. Re- I mean, I knew he was throwing the ball away a lot, and he was dribbling because he just can't go to. He just can't go left, and his handle was just so piss poor, like it was last year in these Eastern Conference Finals, especially against Old Depot. Um, yeah, that's true. But. Just in general, I didn't realize he had eight turnovers. I was like dumbfounded. I was like, what? <laughs> but that was at the point where I also just wasn't looking at the box score. And it was just like I like melted in a puddle um in my in my chair because of just how again nervous I was. Uh or nervous fan Matt was. We're supposed to be objective, we're supposed to be journalists, capital J. Um, but no. <laughs> that I've never pretended to be a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> work in, I work in marketing, Matt. <laughs> I mark, and I market the heat. That's a fair point. That's a fair. Point. Um. Also, just as like we we're, we're probably going to do a preview pod uh, in the coming in the coming. I mean, we only have two days, but in the coming days. Uh, but Miami. Two, probably two of the best players these playoffs, Caleb Martin and Nikola Jokic, will be going up against each other in the, in the NBA playoffs. No, I'm just kidding. Jimmy Butler, uh, obviously, he's been one of the best players. I know he had a bad few games. He's limited physically uh, right now, but he's still been one of the best players these playoffs. He's probably fallen off the totem pole of like the top, but Nikola Jokic has been the best player of these playoffs, in my opinion. And now two of them, two of them will be going up against each other. Game one will be Thursday for all the listeners out there who don't know if they if they yeah, don't Thursday already. And then, and then Sunday. Um, but you know what? That actually intrigues me a little bit. Um, uh, the game being so close now. Um, obviously, there's the altitude that the Heat are going to have to account for over the next couple of days and get used to. But uh, one of the reasons why I feel like the Heat beat the Bucks is that they were coming right off the play-in. There was no time to relax and get rusty, you know, whereas uh, the Nuggets have been sitting for a long time now. So I think, yeah. um, I think like I would, I would give you like, and, and yeah, I'm going to be Homer, but it's because of those reasons I would give the, I'd give game one to the heat most likely just because they're coming in off this. I mean, Denver's been so damn good at home. They just oh, yeah. don't lose there. They have, I don't <laughs> think they've lost there yet. The Heat didn't lose at home until like a few days ago. But still, it's the playoffs. The altitude. I, you're right, but still, I still think. I, also, I, Miami yeah, could altitude get. Is a, altitude is a thing, but these are also professional athletes. 
I mean, it, it would have been a lot better if Miami could just close it in four or five games, but sure. they but still then, closed it. They still closed it. Who cares? They still won. They still won. I can still say that only one of my franchises has blown a 3 0 lead. Oh, Naveen just posted something really interesting. Last year, he did the higher seed. He beat the Hawks in the first round. He beat 76ers in the second round. Heat oh, that won meme that went around. The rest uh, from home and the rest away from home in the ECF. And then Heat lose game seven at home in the ECF. And this year, Celtics are the higher seed. Celtics beat the Hawks in the first round. Celtics beat the Sixers in the second round. They win May one- 29th. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. May 29th, 2021, I believe, Miami gets swept by Milwaukee. May 29th of 2022. No, no. Miami loses game seven. Yeah, you're right. Miami loses game seven against the Boston Celtics at home. Third time's a charm, May May 29th, 2023. The Miami Heat have clinched another NBA Finals appearance. Yeah, we're spoiled. Yeah, we go a lot. We would have been pissed off and upset if they didn't go. Again, sixth NBA title appearance for Eric Spolster in 13 seasons with Miami. That can't go unmentioned. Yeah, they had the big three. They went four times in four, in, in four years. Yeah, he went one time in, in the bubble for as much people discredit that in 2020. They are back. They are back. They beat the Celtics by 19. I can't stress that enough. The Miami Heat, they're, they're, they're going back. Again, I'm sorry I'm cutting you off a lot right now. I, I apologize. Hey, man. Look, look. You get to live tweet an NBA Finals, man. Uh, hopefully you have better luck than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, enjoy this tonight, Heat fans. Uh think about Nikola Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray. Uh think about all them tomorrow. Tonight? Tonight. Get your possum pans out. Burn the boats. They had the guts and uh yeah, and I mean Spo using uh putting in Highsmith and not using Zeller tonight was just really elite coaching. Um, they had an answer for everything. Uh, this is what I remember what I told you the other day when I was like, I expect Spo to come in and make some really good adjustments. It took him an extra game, but he made him. Um, like the heat outclassed the set. Like I knew it was a different, it was a different uh, kind of game because they showed the intro and pregame hype up by, uh, by Joe Mazzula. And it was, he was like, make sure like you guys have fun out there kind of deal. And then like, I knew what was happening in the Miami locker room, which was probably like, um, you know, I can't really probably say what they said because we'll never be able to post this pod, but I figure it was something <laughs> with many profanities and the stepping of throats and that kind of thing. Um, you know, and to keep it Pat Riley-esque at least. So I knew it would be kind of a different game from there. And I mean, that's what we got. We got to win. And I also think just speaking on the adjustments, like aside from Highsmith played nine minutes, I thought it was an impactful good nine minutes. I know he caught a little bit, probably more run than you would have expected in the first half because of Bam's foul trouble. I mean, he got three fouls with a few minutes left, so it wasn't like, I guess, that big of a difference, but uh, he finished with nine minutes, three points. He had that steal where he picked Jason Tatum's pocket, finishes the lay-in, or excuse me, two points, not three points. That was his only, that was his, those were his only points. He finished a plus three. Uh, but I think a couple of other Miami adjustments is it felt like they went to more zone and they picked their spots with that in this game. And as we saw the last couple of games, I mean, the zone was a little bit more successful than just man, straight up man to man. Miami was soft switching a lot of their actions. Um, again, to the fault of like, yeah, sometimes they were getting Jason Tatum was getting Max Struess in a switch or like 
there was like some sort of like mismatch there, but I think Miami, they were, when they were switching, they were connected and they weren't effing up switches, but also like, it just, I'll have to go back and look at the film of this, but it felt like they were like pinching at the right times and they were staying in front and they were like, they just felt like good sound disciplined defense, kind of like the way Boston was playing in those previous three games. But I thought Miami, like they weren't, they weren't trying to show and recover. They weren't, they weren't blitzing when they shouldn't have been blitzing. They weren't doubling in the corner when they weren't, shouldn't be doubling. the corner. I mean, there was a couple of times where they doubled and it worked out. Um, but for the most part, I thought, like Boston did have some decently like open looks, but I thought still Miami was making it tough on him for like 20 seconds of the 24 in the shot clock. And they were like contesting and hustling and again, helping when they needed to help and not overdoing it like they were. And they, they took Jalen and Jason out of the game for the most part. The only guy that was really cooking up to a decent extent. I mean, I know again, Jason had that ankle injury uh, in the first 20 three seconds, seconds. 29 seconds, whatever it was. Um, But the one guy that was cooking Miami for at least a stretch was Derek White in that third quarter. Killer Um, Derek White. That's his He finished with 18 points, 5 of 12 shooting. I mean, he only went 2 of 9 from deep, but it felt like those two makes did come at pivotal points where it's like, oh, man, it's Boston going on a run now. He's getting superstar calls. Like, uh... (laughs) Oh, yeah. and, and I think I think I have to talk about that before, like uh, before we end tonight. They had the gauntlet of heat haters as refs tonight. Yeah, <laughs> Miami still got from Tony Brothers to Scott Foster, you know, like, and Miami still got it done. Um, I we didn't talk about this. I think it's important before we end. But um, Tyler Hero is potentially going to be able to make a return in the NBA Finals as of Game Three. Per Chris Haynes. Yeah. Uh. uh that would be really interesting. Yeah, I don't. I mean, there was the video of I think it was Will Manso uh, posted a video today pregame of Tyler just getting shots up, um, and like he still got, again you still got to go through like three on three, five on five. You guys still got to go through contact stuff. I am no source, and so I can't tell you whether he's done that yet or not. But. Um, I'm interested to see how that timeline shapes out. Game three feels oddly specific just because they're at home. If Spo uh, thinks he'll, he can help the team, even as a potential decoy, he'll be out there. Yeah, but a, like it just felt like a weird, like, part. yeah, game three is the exact date that they we're trying to get him back. Like maybe this was oh. like already a preordained plan. No, no, um, I, think it's, I think it's just projection. May, yeah, probably, maybe, yeah, probably. maybe. Yeah. Assuming there's no setbacks, but. Um, like, I don't think Tyler has a – I think they're going to, like, bring him off the bench for a few minutes. I don't know how much run he's going to get, but I don't know what the plan they have. Who do – we can – again, we can, that's something for a later date that we all can talk about. Uh, but just in general, I don't – like, that's awesome that he's – I mean, I'm not trying to, like, downplay it. That's awesome that he's on his way back. I just thought, like, the reporting and, like, the timeline of it was just oddly specific. But um, that always can change. But no, I, I think just to have Tyler back, like I've seen it's takes on the timeline that he that he doesn't help the team or like that he's going to mess something up or they got here without him. So like just no, no. all that bullshit. Another, and it's just like piece. he's going to help the team. Like, yeah, defensively, I was talking to a friend about this uh, before I hopped on. Like defensively, yeah, he, 
he he would give a team one more person to pick on defensively. Uh, but at the same time, his shot making, his playmaking out of the pick and roll, like they could have really used him in this series. I think if they had him in this series, they would obviously close it out fast just because of his like his 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 mid-range game. He's been there, he was their best shooter this entire season. Like he obviously helps the Heat. Let's not get let's not confuse ourselves by saying that they got here because they were without Tyler Hero. No, because they didn't get here. It was it's been a collective effort from everyone involved. And I think if Tyler Hero were here, I think he would have absolutely helped with that. Let's not bullshit our way and run our own narratives to say that he wasn't. Because I know how hated Tyler is by the fan base, or at least a portion of the fan base, uh, the loud minority of the fan base, if you will. But, like, at the same time, like, he would have helped this team. Like, let's not, again, let's not confuse ourselves by saying he would. He absolutely would have. And uh uh, I don't think it's again crazy to say that, but it, I'm good that he's I'm good that he's at least nearing coming back because again we made jokes about this after game one being like, or at least the timeline did or like us on the internet being like, well if they make the finals they you might come back, not thinking that he would make the finals, and guess what now the heater in the finals he actually might come back and so it's just kind of a joke turned into reality but. I digress. Yeah, man. It's a yeah, it's it's what it is. Um rhetoric tomorrow and discourse in the media will all be around the fact that the Heat can't beat Nikola Jokic. And I just like to point out that the Heat Do they even not... know who Nikola Jokic is? <laughs> we have we have the ultimate stopper, Nikola Jovic. <laughs> Jokic uh, versus Jokic. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, the Heat also couldn't beat Giannis and Chris Middleton. Uh, the Heat were not going to be able to beat Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. And the Heat definitely couldn't beat Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. No way. No how. So what can't the Heat do? We'll find out in the next few, uh, in the, the next few days. And uh, don't count this team out. Count them out at your own risk. This ain't the bubble. Should I count them out? Like, should I say Nuggets and Six or something so the Heat win? No, man. Just, and I'm saying that. And I'm saying that like facetiously. I don't actually have a prediction yet. Well, again, we'll dig more into that in the coming days. But yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see, man. It uh, it's certainly, it's certainly going to be an exciting. Um, Heater finals bound. Heater in the fans. NBA finals, dude. Again, I mean. Yeah, I think Jimmy just – I just uh, – I saw the quote. Jimmy has been like, yeah, we haven't accomplished anything yet. Or, I mean, let me find the full quote. He said this post game. He's like, nobody's satisfied. We haven't done anything. We don't play just to win the Eastern Conference. We play to win the whole thing and, like, end quote. And, like, that's true. But, like, fans after the bullshit that we've had for, like, the last week – in terms of like, oh, it's three. All the Miami Heat have a five percent chance of winning it, uh, winning this series when they're up three. Oh, uh, they now lose one, not two. They lose uh, on a Derek White buzzer beater to end, like in Game Six at home. It's just like, like fans are gonna fans are gonna party the hell out of this, um, and rightfully so. As you could tell by my tone at the beginning of the podcast, uh, we're we're all pretty happy here. Over, Matt, we, you have to be. The Miami Heat are headed to the NBA Finals. Matt, we can pretty much end it here, man. Um, 
I gotta get my chest because it is it is now May thirtieth where I'm at. How uh, are you gonna get rest, dude? The Heat just made their seventh NBA or seventh NBA finals in franchise history. How are you gonna rest? Explain remember when I told remember when I told you that we were a spoiled fan base? We are. <laughs> I expect this every year. <laughs> you expect this every year. And shout out Jimmy Butler also for just calling the shit a year ago today. Just it's being cool, like, man, man, we're gonna get back. We're gonna have our opportunity. And also, before we did, yeah, the Miami Heat have beaten the Boston team in Game 7. The Florida Panthers beat a Boston team in Game 7. And guess what? Both in Boston. Both in Boston. I, one of them was in overtime. One of, one, one of them was much more stressful than <laughs> sure. for, for, for probably the better of everyone in both both eight seeds. Yeah, both eight seeds. Both both had to fight their way in. Uh, one came in the first round. One came in the Eastern Conference Finals. And guess what? The Heat are now in the NBA Finals, and the the Panthers are in the Stanley Cup. Did, did the Knights win tonight? I did, I was keeping track of that. Vegas versus Florida in the Stanley. Okay, so all right. Vegas versus Florida in the Stanley Cup Finals, the Miami Heat versus the Denver Nuggets in the NBA Finals. Or I said Stanley Cup Final, I don't think they have the, like, the extra S, but who cares? But both South Florida teams, it's been a year for South Florida sports. Uh, obviously, Florida Atlantic making the Final Four, the Miami making the Final Four. Uh, obviously, I mean, Florida Atlantic lost to San Diego State, and then Miami lost to UConn. Uh, but it's just been a hell of a year for South Florida sports. Just in general, so shout out everyone for that. It's probably the best year in South Florida sports history, and we're still in May. <laughs> so I, th- I don't think – I mean, we'll see what happens with, obviously, these two series, and we'll see what happens with the Dolphins. But, like, it's just been a remarkably successful year for South Florida teams. The Miami Marlins are playing good baseball right now. I think they're yeah. they're, they're pretty close to leading they're pretty close to leading. I think the NLEs, I think they're only like a couple of games back uh, after acquiring Luis Arias, but like that we're, we'll save the baseball. Talk. Um, but um, last word here, 3% chance to win the Eastern conference finals, by the way. And I wonder what ESPN analytics has for us tomorrow morning, because all I can see is a big or the U a 4% chance in the finals. Yeah. Uh, go heat back. Like go heat, baby. They're back. We'll be back for the preview pod, but let's go heat. Heat in seven. Heat in seven. Let's go. Heat. It's magic.